Welcome to Creative in Tech. Powered by Reed Speaker. Technology is constantly evolving, and the companies that adapt win. In this podcast, you'll hear from companies and thought leaders across various verticals who blend the art and science in one of the biggest growing spaces in technology, conversational AI. You'll hear how they're creating the touchtone experiences that will define the next generation of customer strategy. Join me, Carrie Roberts, your host for this podcast and the brand evangelist for North America at readspeaker.ai as we explore the intersection of creative and tech. Welcome to Creative and Tech, a podcast show powered by readspeaker.ai. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I'm the brand evangelist for North America at ReadSpeaker. And this show is all about highlighting the various brands, people, and organizations that are creatively using one of the fastest growing spaces in technology, artificial intelligence, which include things like chatbots, voice technology, and more. And today we're focusing a little bit more on the retail and e-commerce space and how the marketing and sales spaces are using artificial intelligence to help increase retail and e-commerce. And I have with me another wonderful guest. She is the VP of Futures and AI at the Integer Group. I have Ms. Heidi Bailey. Welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Carrie, for having me. I'm so excited about this conversation. Yes. So before we get started, I just wanted to read something from your LinkedIn profile that I loved. You said, what if and why not are my favorite questions. I am a visionary by nature, relentlessly reimagining process models and ways of doing things. I see technology not as a human replacement tool, but as a chance to extend our capabilities, enhance reach, and expand thinking. I love how that's written, beautifully done. And you've been in this space for a long time. For you personally, you know, either expanding upon that or adding to it, what excites you about this mix of AI and retail and marketing as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, and going back to kind of my profile in regards to what if, um, you know, what if we can do certain things? And I think that's what excites me really, uh, excites me a whole lot when it comes to retail, because there's so much innovation opportunity there, right? There's so many cool things that are happening right now during our time uh, that we can do that haven't been done before. And so I think that's why it's really exciting to me. Um, and then in regards to conversational AI, you know, that, that comes in as part of that innovation. How can you start to use it in retail to be really, really smart about what you do? Um, and it also marries kind of ex- experience with technology, right? So if you think about the physical experience and then, you know, conversational AI and AI as a whole coming in, you're kind of marrying both kind of the human element and then technology piece of it together. Um, you know, and I think if it's done correctly, you can have a really meaningful conversation with your customers or, or consumers of the product. And so that's why I'm really excited about this space. Yes. No, I agree. I think sometimes there's a lot of fear around how it's going to replace us, but it's really about that blend of the two. Again, as I said, you've been in this space for a long time. We are talking about retail and e-commerce specifically. What are you noticing that the research is showing or what are you kind of seeing, especially in the last couple of years in terms of trends in retail and e-commerce? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, there is a there was a study done by FTI Consulting Inc. I think it was done in 2020, and they basically uh, stated it projected that e-commerce sales, online sales, were going to reach one trillion dollars by 2023. 
And this is actually one year faster than what had been been projected in 2019. And so this is definitely due to COVID and what's been happening in the environment, right? Um, everything is kind of moving into the online space. But then when you, if you think about physical retail, it's still so incredibly important as well because you have, you know, that is one of the only places that a brand can actually have that human connection, emotional connection with a brand. Um, so when you think about it that way, it's kind of like, how can you marry the two, right? How can, how can things move seamlessly across both? Um, and then the other trend truly is, I think it was done by Mobile Marketer. Um, they essentially stated that conversational AI by 2023, so the same year that the other study was saying is, you know, online sales will equal 1 trillion. They were stating that 11.2 billion sales will be coming in from a conversational AI experience. So if you think about kind of that, uh, you know, the opportunity area there is great, right? That, I mean, that's 11%. Um, and I kind of look at it in terms of the same thing as, you know, within social media. You know, social media initially was there for an engagement and experience. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of shopping or commerce happening. Uh, but now you see a beautiful image and anyone can just click on it and shop, right? And so I think conversational AI is on that same trajectory, but because of the technology increases um, and the different things that we're now able to do, it's going to get there much, much faster than we did in social for sure. Yeah. I think like you said, um, there's a lot of talk of, you know, what is the ROI of using conversational AI? And again, we're talking chatbots or voice technology because people want it instantly. But just as you just mentioned with social, that's not really what we had. It was very much about engagement. And then I kind of went to, you know, having it as, as ads and other things that you can do. And now we're up to the point, like you said, you can go on Instagram, be able to click something and purchase something that you see. Do you see there being an ROI for things like chatbots and voice soon? Or what do you say when someone asks that question about ROI? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you think about, if you think about the chatbots and where they're going, I mean, it's no longer just about an experience or being able to have a conversation with it it's actually going to, you can actually buy something directly from the chatbot. So it's going to be much, much easier to, um, to understand what your ROI is because you can see the sales that are coming in from there. Right. Um, and I would say like, there's another, there was another research study that was done, I think by Juniper research, and they essentially stated that by 2023, so the same year, 70% of conversational AI that are going to be accessed are going to enable you to buy something directly from the chatbot. Um, so if you think about that, like the, to understand ROI, you know, will be really easy to track sales. But then on the flip side, and this is kind of what we tell our brands all the time too, and the companies we work with, it's no longer all about the sale, right? It's also about creating an emotional connection with someone um, so that you can, um, uh, so that you do gain that brand loyalty, right? It's about creating an experience. And so you shouldn't just be tracking ROI, but you should be looking at what kind of experience is the chatbot giving you in terms of an emotional connection? Is it increasing your brand affinity? Is it increasing your loyalty, right? They may not be buying right that second, but maybe they do a few days later because the experience was so great. So always look at those two things. It's not just all about ROI. It's also about how you measure the rest of, uh, how it affects the rest of your brand, right? Is there a way that you suggest somebody could measure what you just spoke about? Because I always think about that as much more qualitative data, but is there kind of quantitative data to measure brand loyalty or having a great customer experience versus just a sale? 
Yeah, absolutely. And so we actually do, we do some of these, uh, we do have a proprietary methodology where we're marrying kind of the emotional aspect alongside sales uh, with some of the analysis that we do for clients. Um, and we're pulling in both quantitative and qualitative measures in order to get there. We weigh them, we score them. And then ultimately you can then understand how sales or emotion or brand loyalty or any kind of like brand affinity metrics are actually affecting your sales and correlating them and adding coefficients to them. So that is something that we also do on the back end. But yeah, there is there's interesting ways to to marry both of those together to get an overview. Yeah. That's well, that's great to hear because I think like you said, they're equally important. And so if there's a way to measure that and gain data, I mean that's that's huge. When you know you your company has worked with some of the largest brands in the world, are there any use cases that you can kind of share with us um, in terms of what we're talking about? Or also, you know, how does a company integrate maybe from the retail experience of being in a store to them being on a website to being at home with conversational AI? Can you maybe talk about some use cases or kind of how that trajectory would work from being in a brick and mortar to something that's more uh, AI based at home. Yeah, for sure. And so I think this is still, you know, one of the, um, I think we're really at the beginning stages of how, uh, of what we can do with conversational AI, right? So if you think about conversational AI, it's, it's still very much skill-based. And what I mean by that is that a lot of the, a lot of the experiences are built out for specific roles, right? It's like a, a booking agent or you're a stylist or you're an ordering system. They're all kind of booked for that. But then if you kind of we you know do something else or have a different conversation or trying to have a difficult conversation or a different conversation with them they can't really handle that because it's been built for very specific tasks right um and so i think like where it could go and the potential of of you know uh and i think you and i've talked about this on a previous conversation as well but you know in retail it is very very difficult to get people to engage in conversational ai because it's not like you're going to be standing there in the store aisle in front of a product and you're going to be, Hey, Alexa, you know, can I buy this on Amazon for cheaper? Or am I going to have a conversation with a chat bot? Because at that point in time, you're on a mission, you want to buy something, you want to quickly understand if I can get it somewhere else. Right. So, you know, I think with COVID and a lot of the, a lot of the retail and sales moving, um, online, it opens up a lot of interesting opportunity within like the VR and AR world. Right, because you can, you know, recreate an augmented reality experience at home, and it's no longer about just creating like a like a, a really powerful website, but it's how do you create a store with augmented reality or VR, if you will, and you could essentially just scan, you know, your items. But then, if you want to know more about them, you could then have a conversation, whether that is, you know, an agent or in real time or whatever that may be. You could now do that, right? And it's and it's more uh, because of the adoption of e-commerce during COVID. I think that's more, you know, there would be more adoption to something like that versus prior because people would always think that would be too difficult, right? To interact with those types of experiences. Yeah, no, I think that's a good example. And I know when we were talking prior to this conversation, one of the things I really liked was you had asked the question about, is what you're doing driving behavior change? Can you talk about what that means and how can a retail brand figure out if they're doing that with AI in general or conversational AI as a whole? Yeah, for sure. So this goes back again to measuring emotion, right? Um, Because you... And you do have to benchmark it, right? You have to understand, 
you know, where, where is your brand in the market today? How are, what is the perception of your brand, of your products, like those types of things? And you benchmark things, right? Um, and then when you're building a chatbot, um, or even any kind of conversational AI experience, whether that's voice skill, you know, whatever that may be, um, you have to make sure that it integrates with your overarching ar- ar- arching strategy, that it's not just something that you're just layering on as like a fun thing to do, right? It has to have a purpose. Like where are your pain points coming in from? Um, and a lot of the information you can pull is prior to even launching a chatbot, you could look at your, you could do some social listening, right? You could, what are consumers talking about? What are they saying? What are they saying about your brands? Look at your, look at your reviews on Amazon, look at all those things and, you know, potentially do some natural language processing on top of that, right? Like what exactly are people saying? What is the emotion? What, what is the need? Where is that gap? Where's that friction? And then you start to build really, really smart, right? Because you are essentially eliminating this gap or this friction for consumers, making the experience more powerful and more personal for them because you're actually listening to them, right? You're listening to what they have to say and and where the pain points might be. And so when you do that, right, then obviously you continue to monitor, are my brand affinity affinity metrics going up? Are, is my net sentiment in social going up? Are people giving me more positive reviews on Amazon, on Google? Um, and so when you're measuring these things consistently, you can start to understand behavior change, but at the same time become super, super smart about how you shift and change your conversational AI to kind of, um, you know, take into account all the new things that are happening in the market. Yeah. And as you're talking about, again, all this emotion, again, brand affinity, when, you know, somebody is building a conversational AI and I'll use voice because it's a little bit different than chat, you know, where does something like having music or a sonic brand or having different people speaking or different voices kind of come into play to create not only a great customer experience and get brand loyalty, but also kind of have, you know, be a part of the strategy, as you just mentioned, where does that kind of fit into everything? Do you think? I mean, I think voice is so incredibly important and it's, even if it's just text, right? Whether it's a, it's a skill on, on Alexa or, or um, Google Assistant, whatever that may be, right? I think you have to think about it. I mean, think about how much time a brand spends, you know, creating um, their colors, their brand colors, their brand logos. They, um, they, ha- they, you know, when you're starting a social channel, you have to have a certain feel and look and your images kind of roll up into that. And there's a lot of thought, effort and, and money, right? An investment that goes into creating this, this whole brand environment. And so when you think about voice and how it's starting to fit into that is it, de- it deserves the same kind or level of, you know, investment and, and strategic thinking, right? Because, um, it becomes essentially your brand. Like if you, if you are a brand that is more serious, you wouldn't want to create a chatbot or a voice skill that talks about humor or that's humorous or has funny answers, right? Because it's a disconnect between what your brand stands for. So always look at your purpose, always look at your values, always look at, you know, how did you develop the brand in the first place? Again, looking at the gap, where does a chatbot fit in? And then find out where that voice and tone of voice should be in order to kind of facilitate a really, really great experience for customers. And, you know, we were talking offline before, and as I mentioned earlier, you said, you know, your questions of what if and why not. Can you share either use cases that your company has done or ones that you could even kind of imagine that maybe retail industries could be thinking of that they're not? Because I tend to find one of the biggest issues with AI or conversational AI 
is they're not sure of the use case that pertains to them or what is the best thing I should do or how do I create a great experience? And then they're just kind of doing it just to have it, as you mentioned, and it doesn't work. So what would you say maybe are some examples of ways that maybe retail hasn't thought of that would be a great experience and also helpful to their strategy? Yeah, for sure. So one of them was actually one one case study I can share was for an Alcbev company that we we're working with. Um, and if you've ever gone to an Alcbev website, the first thing you have to do is enter an age gate, right? It, you know, you can't just go in if you're. I mean, and and you know, I'm I'm sure people cheat and whatnot and say that they're above. You know, I guess I am 21. Um, but what we typically saw, and this age gate was, you know, it was one where you actually in, had to enter your month, your date of birth, and also the year that you were born. Um, and then hit the hit the enter button, and we saw massive bounce rate on this site. So it was a big pain point for the brand. And so we said, how can we make this more engaging, right? Um, and then in addition to that, the other thing that was happening on the back end of the website was that um, you would have people that were engaging really, really heavily with recipe content, and not really focusing on all the other upfront, you know, stuff that the brand had put out there. And so we wanted to kind of make the ease of getting to those places much easier. And so what we did is we created a chatbot that was essentially the age gate. Um, and so the chatbot, when you got to the site, would say, hey, you know, what is your age? And you would type it in. And then they were like, are you really 21? You know, just to be kind of funny. And, um, and then it would say, yes, I'm 21. And so they said, okay, well, you know, like here's some movie characters. Um, you know, which one do you identify with? Is it a James Bond or the Big Lebowski? Like, which one would you rather be? And so depending on which one they would click to, it would send them directly to a recipe inside of the, inside of the website um, so that you get them to the content very quickly. And so what you see is, a, you know, the, the bounce rate de- decreases because you're giving kind of a really good experience to customers. Um, and you're sending them to content that's relevant for them and kind of what they were probably there for in the, in the first place. Um, so that is one. Um, the other one that I don't know any, if anybody's doing it. So if anybody is doing this yet, please call me. Cause I do want to, I, I definitely want to talk to you, but, um, an example is, you know, like talking about building on top of conversations and how, you know, conversational AI is still very much based off of skills. So how can you kind of build on that? And then obviously, because we still heavily work in the physical retail space, you know, knowing that that's kind of the place where the brand has that emotional connection with consumers, you know, how do you, how do you kind of facilitate a handoff between the digital and physical, physical space? So if you think about like, um, a stylist, for instance, right, you have a stylist chatbot or conversational AI or whatever, um, and you, uh, you know, you're, they're asking you what type of clothes you want or what, you know, the styles, they're putting some interesting things in front of you. Instead of you just buying it, you know, say for instance, it's for Nordstrom's yeah, and there's a Nordstrom's 10, 10 minutes from, from my house. And so I'd be like, Hey, you know, what if I could try this on? Can the chatbot now switch gears or the conversational AI, can it switch gears and essentially book an appointment with me at Nordstrom's to come in and try the out- outfit? And when I get there, the outfit's already waiting in my, in the waiting room. Uh, they are, they like just, you know, it's very seamless. I don't have to try to find the clothes. I try them on. Yes, I like them. I buy them. And so you're seamlessly kind of connecting the digital and physical spaces. And you're having a really, really great connection with the consumer. And you also then potentially eliminate some of your returns, right? Uh, For people who get outfits, they don't quite fit right or whatever it might be. Um, So if anybody's doing that, would love to, 
you know, talk to you. But I, I think that's a really interesting concept that I've been exploring to see how we can make that a reality. Yeah, I think you're right. Because as you said, you know, people being scared of AI replacing humans are also scared of it replacing brick and mortar. And I think about, okay, yes, I buy a lot of stuff online, but that's a perfect example. With clothes, I actually really don't like doing that because unless you know it's going to fit, you'd rather be there and try it on versus having to send it back and forth. And so like you said, that kind of marries the two and creates a great experience. So it's wonderful to kind of really, like you said, kind of think of what if and how can that work together? And then how do we build that so that they're integrated, um, which is really important. You know, we are recording this in June and it is Pride Month. And I've been saying, you know, Pride Month isn't just this month. Uh, It's really about, to me, it's about this idea of inclusion and diversity and how do we create experiences that make everyone feel welcome and included. Do you have any suggestions of how retailer e-commerce could do that in terms of conversational AI or AI in general um, as we move forward? Yeah, absolutely. And I think and I think it's so incredibly important, right? I mean, the stuff that we're, you know, what we're taking part of right now is truly the largest like equity and justice movement um, of our time. And it's truly going to influence and have a significant impact in regards to, you know, how retail is shaped for the future, especially online uh, experiences if you're not there in person, right? Because they're more impersonal. And so I think I think what's truly important though is that it's not just about being inclusive during the month of June, but rather how do you at the beginning stages of building an AI um, experience of any kind, how do you integrate inclusivity um, and equality and diversity right from the beginning and everything that you do? Um, And so I think there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of important conversations that need to happen in order to get there, right? Um, And I read your article, Carrie, because it was so great. I think you said, you know, how can we ensure that everyone belongs? And it's really difficult to do that in the digital space because it's always been kind of this one-way conversation, right? If you think about it. Um, And so, you know, instead of... And I think this goes back to it can't just all be about ROI. It's also about creating an emotional connection. So it's no longer about just pushing your brand forward and trying to make that sale, but rather integrating yourself to to truly be listeners um, and also supportive of the customers and people who are trying to talk to you, right? Let them have a voice, understand what they're saying to you, and then you know shift as necessary depending on what you learn. And so I think the other thing too is that it's so incredibly important is to when you when you are starting to build out these experiences and in work in general, right? You should have an incredibly diverse wor- workforce and you should have tons of voices in the room at all given points in time. It shouldn't just be the AI or data team that are building these things. I mean, bring in authors, bring in the creative team, bring in writers, right? Uh, or as many people as you potentially can um, so that you get to that inclusiveness, right? Yeah, I agree. I talk about that all the time too, because sometimes when we're in our own bubble, we don't see things a certain way. So it's good to have you know that diversity of thought as well. So I think that's that's wonderfully said. You have brought a lot of value already so far, but if there's maybe one tip that you would give retailers or e-commerce brands in terms of either starting their journey with conversational AI or how to integrate it with their actual brick and mortar space, what would maybe be your one tip for them? Yeah, I think my one tip would definitely be, you know, before, and we've talked about this before as well, but before you start building a conversational AI or any kind of AI experience, 
make sure that it has an actual purpose. Make sure that it integrates with your brand. It ladders up to what your brand stands for and ultimately also what you're trying to achieve, right? Um, because, you know, today's consumers, you know, if they have an, a bad experience somewhere, it doesn't quite match your brand or they're like, what is this? You know, that's kind of how you start to you to lose brand loyalty. Um, so I would say, make sure that it, it, you know, value it, it, um, it displays your brand values. It integrates with your overall arching strategy. And most important of all, I think also bring in lots of people from the company from, from different areas, right? There's always typical, uh, the data or the AI team who is building these types of experiences, but you never know, you know, there might be some things on the creative side that they really think are necessary and that they see and gaps that they see and bringing a group of people together and ideating around something like this is so fantastic. And we'll get you, we'll get a really, really great experience for you. Perfect. And if people want to learn more about anything we spoke about, they want to connect with you or your team, where's the best place to do that? Yeah, so you can uh, you can reach me. I'm always open for conversation on LinkedIn. You can find me at Heidi Bailey twenty two. Um, and then if you want to follow Integer, we're on all the, the all the social channels. We um, you can find us on Integer And then we also publish a shopper blog called um, Shopper Culture, and it really offers insights about the impact of of shopping culture on brand growth and commerce strategy. So it's a great blog, and we update that. Uh, quite often. So if you want to, you know, find out anything else about retail or connect with us, those are the places that you can find us. Great. Well, I thank you so much. I'm glad we connected Heidi. And I thank you for really bringing your knowledge, not only on retail, but tech and how this kind of blends with the human part as well as the technical part. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you are watching or listening, don't forget to subscribe to our readspeaker.ai YouTube channel or listen to our podcast called Creative in Tech wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Creative in Tech. Want to learn more about conversational AI, text-to-speech, or be notified of our upcoming episodes and events? Learn more at readspeaker.ai.